Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders, and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees. I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. Good morning and welcome to this brisk morning on Sunday, 5th of March. It's a pleasure to be with you on the airwaves. My name's Amanda. You're listening to 3CR's Refugee Radio. It's 10am and I'll be with you for the next half hour. This morning on the show, we'll be joined by Sivan Barak, social worker and committee member of the Australian Jewish Democratic Society. She's a social justice advocate with a focus on kinder treatment of people seeking asylum, racism and climate action. We'll be discussing the recent Passover Centre for Freedom Action outside Border Force, BDS and Eurovision and campaigns on rights of return and diasporas. Of the Healing Foundation Stolen Generations Reference Group. At three weeks of age, I was separated from my birth family, and even though they lived just 50 kilometres away, I never knew they existed. I never met my mum, and it pains me to this day. There are thousands of Aboriginal people just like me, and our stories have never been heard. These stories form the basis of Australia's first Stolen Generations resource kit for schools. To download the kit, go to healingfoundation.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Sivan, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, firstly, um, for our listeners, I was wondering if you could explain a little bit about what the Australian Jewish Democratic Society is. Um, So we call it the AJDS because the other full name is a bit of a mouthful. It is. Essentially, it's a a group of like-minded but often... Uh, contesting Jewish people, but contesting in their views. Um, it's a society of views. We are predominantly in the in the left and the social justice kind of field, and um, we are based in Melbourne. We have been going for about thirty-five years, and essentially our tagline is: we are a progressive. Jewish voice and a voice, a Jewish voice among the progressives. So we work both internally into our community in advocacy and 
and social justice causes and then also as a Jewish voice outside. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you for that explanation. And right. and um, actions that you guys have organised, I, I know there's been a few, whether it be, you know, blocks or contingents in sort of other organisations, demonstrations and things like that. Uh, and, of course, your own actions, um, including the recent Passover setter, which I wanted to talk to you about today. Yes. Uh, look, we've done so many, so the easiest is just to talk about the, the most recent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We just we, we are very active. Um, we're not a big group. Um, we don't represent a majority in our community, but we are. Um, I sometimes describe us as a bit of a, a mosquito in the bedroom. <laughs> we're loud and irritating. Yeah, mos- mosquitoes in bedrooms can be very useful. <laughs> exactly, we're noticed. Um, yeah. So yes, the recent the last uh, event that we did was. Um, it was actually uh, uh, not necessarily just members of the AJDS, but just like-minded um, Jewish people. We gathered um, in the outside the Border Force building down at Docklands, um, in the in the public space at the entry, and we had um, a Passover meal uh, with a table and all the condiments and wine and the. Haggadah, which is the the book that we read during the Passover, which talks a lot about, well, the messaging is about the fact that we were once slaves and now we are free and that it's incumbent on us as Jews who knew that to never forget and to keep advocating for the freedom of others. And so we um, altered the traditional Haggadah, the traditional book, to suit the message of, I guess, kinder and more compassionate policies in Australia for people seeking asylum. It was a really beautiful and creative action. I saw I saw the video. How was it received by passers-by or potentially even staff who were coming and going from the building? So it was uh, it was very widely received on social media. Mm, yes, <laughs> it was widely shared. Um, I think the thing about the um, the actions of the AJDS is that in many issues, so if we, we kind of speak out about fascism, uh, racism, indigenous rights, um, environmental issues, all of those, we don't really get much of a, um, a pushback from the community, the, the more conservative community. It's only when we get to Israel-Palestine um, that's when we start getting a lot of pushback. So on an issue of people seeking asylum, um, generally people um, are on board with it and there's not a lot of um, critique. Yep, yep. Um, that brings me actually to a point I wanted to discuss with you. Um, would you consider sort of AGD? AJDS to be part of, um, you know, the wave of progressive Jewish organisations have sprung up in recent years. Sorry, I, I'm I'm out in the street and I just, oh. there's an alarm that's gone off. I didn't I didn't hear that. No, no, no. The the perils of live radio. No, all good. Yes. Um, no, I was just I was just asking. I was wondering if you considered uh, AJDS to be a part of the. Um, the the groundswell of organisations that have obviously you've been around longer, but that have sprung up sort of along the lines of Jewish Voice for Peace. Oh, absolutely. We um, 
amongst other actions that we've done, we've also done quite a bit of like kind of minded or similar types of actions, which are to do with, uh, I guess, inwardly and outwardly, that's the progressive Jewish voice, the Jewish voice among the progressives, about the fact that, um, and I think this is my take on it, of course, because I only represent my own voice, that um, uh, our Jewishness is not necessarily linked into Israel. Yeah. And so not every um, part of the Jewish community is feels connected to um, to Israel in that sense and that Jewishness can be, uh, I guess, expressed through multiple ways and also not necessarily through the religious. It could be a cultural link. It could be a historical link and it could be just linking in through your um, social justice values. But I guess, um, I guess some of the, the, the voices that are coming out of not just the United States but lots of different Jewish communities around the world is that we belong where we live and so I though I am Israeli I'm an Australian and so for me I'm based here and my Jewishness is my personal um, I guess value system and it informs how I act and how I feel but it's not necessarily linked well, it's, mine is necessarily linked in many ways to Israel because I'm Israeli and not because I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask a, a bit of a tricky question as well on yes. um, on the right of return. Yes. So there are various viewpoints on this in Jewish communities sort of around the globe, but seeing as we're all about talking about refugees on this show, I, I do think it's an important question. Does um does AJDS see uh, uh what does AJDS see as rights of return for Palestinian refugees who we know are some of the most displaced people in the world, um and what arguments do you make for that in relation to you know potentially some of the more Zionist positions maybe put forward in some diaspora circles? Yes, so that that is murky and sticky yeah. and <laughs> yes. difficult. There is no one answer. But I would say that uh, our, our view has been, because we are not a political party, we're not a, 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 we're, we're, we're a society of people who have a really broad range of views. But our perspective on Israel-Palestine is that we are advocating for social justice for everyone. And it's not for us to decide and to call for any particular solution it's for us to highlight the fact that a solution is necessary, it's urgent, and um, and we will do everything we can so that, you know, to highlight the fact that it's a solution needs to happen and it needs to happen now. And if it's in regards to, you know, the one state, two states, three states, no state, whatever, if it's in regards to right of return, we believe that it's not for us to decide that, in the set, in one sense, although I can speak on my on my own, like on my own, in, in my, my own voice, and say that um, the right of return for Jewish people does impact Jewish people all over the world, and so in that sense, I feel I have got a right to speak about that. Sitting here in Australia, being an Australian citizen, and uh, my personal view as a Jewish Australian, not as an Israeli Jewish woman, is that um, 
when Israel speaks, Israel politicians speak on behalf of Jews around the world, uh, then I do have a right to have a critique and to say, you know, my opinion and to and to kind of say what I think about the, the right of return. I personally think that if, personally, Jews have a right of return, then Palestinians should have a right of return. But that's my personal view. That's not the AJD's view. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of, of actions, obviously uh, BDS is um, sort of permeates a, a, a lot of the things that various activist groups do. And mm. Eurovision is upon us. And, of course, this year there's, there's a boycott and there's been um, quite a good campaign to boycott. Yes. Um, is HADS organising anything around that? No, so um, not in the traditional sense. Um, so HADS officially does not support BDS. We do support boycotting the settlement woods and any kind of activities in relation to that. We recently had a panel about the BDS um, about a month and a half ago mm-hmm. in which we kind of, and we brought it to the Jewish community and it was an excellent kind of session in which we debated quite reasonably and quite safely with other Jewish people. It's a very hot kind of topic in our community, Mm. very reactive. Um, So, and it was fantastic. It was successful. It wasn't that we were, we were just hosting a conversation because we can't even have a conversation about it at the moment in the community. It's very reactive. Um, So that's the BDS. In regards to the Eurovision, I personally have, again, a terrible dilemma because I'm a huge Eurovision fan. Oh, my fan. God, so am I. <laughs> I love the Eurovision. I've always loved the Eurovision. It's it, it's like it, it, it encapsulates everything that I love about music and tackiness and everything. <laughs> um, I do have a problem um, with the Eurovision being in Israel. Um, I personally am not sure whether I'll watch it or not because... It's, I'm torn, um, but I do believe that um, it's important to identify that this is particularly with what's happening in Gaza today and all it's ongoing, but particularly at the moment with the bombing again and, the, and the, just the killing, it's, it's, you can't just sit in Tel Aviv in this kind of surreal bubble um, enjoy glitter and glamour and just pretend that nothing else is going on. It's just really important. So, um, again, as, as AJDS, we will probably put out something just like a statement just before the, the 18th, um, mm-hmm. which is when the Eurovision's on. And, um, and it's likely to say, I don't want to preempt it, but it's likely to say, that it's really important that we don't euro wash, if you call it that. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Glitter wash it or whatever it is. It's really important to um, to keep this in mind. It's it's you can't not you can't just ignore it. It's it's there. It's in the face and it's hor- horrible. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, May 18, obviously, is um, the, another another important yeah. date, our, <laughs> our federal election. Um, there will be no coverage that we can watch on May 18 um, between Eurovision and the election. Um, yes. So is, is HADS uh, or, or yourself uh, organising um, any sort of uh, election-focused activities or, or activities, the actions that are using the election to, to highlight the treatment? of refugees? Um, not as an organisation. Um, as individual members, we're all very active and we all have our own personal, um, I guess, political, Australian political views. Um, we've got people who are um, active in the Extinction Rebellion, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, there was a die-in last week. Um, one of the AJDS committee members was the, um, the the figure of death with the, you know, the what are they called? The, oh, like a sickle, the, yeah. Yes, um, and I was one of the the people who died on the steps of the Flinders Street station. Well, look, I'm um, very glad that was only metaphorical. So, <laughs> yes, um, we have uh, members who belong to lots of different parties. The other thing is that. Um, our Jewish community is not is the, the older Jewish community is traditionally from Caulfield and the, the surrounding suburbs. But if I think about our current committee at the Jewish Democratic Society, we are there's one person who is from Caulfield and every single one of the other people are in the north, the south, the east and the west. So the traditional Jewish kind of what we call the ghetto, the the, the community that sits in one place, we, we're not from there. And so there's a lot of local issues that people connect to in regards to Australian politics. And so if there's someone in Ashwood or someone in Yarraville or someone in Preston, they're likely to be involved in their own internal politics, you know, local politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking speaking about uh, you know people being involved in things, does AJDS work closely with other groups? So I'm thinking here, you know, groups like Jews for Refugees, or you know maybe other groups that aren't specifically uh, Jewish oriented. Yes. So um, Jews for, uh, Jews against um, Jews against fascism. Yep. It's hard to remember all the acronyms. Jews it for is, Refugees. It is. Jews against for this. Um, <laughs> So Jews Against Fascism is is a huge. Um, um, I guess it's it's not headed by anyone, and it's not um, uh, an organisation. It's a banner under which lots of people can stand, and so we uh, have been you know part of many Jews Against Fascism um, stances and, and and rallies and things like that. Um, just uh, a month ago, um, I, as an AJDS delegate, um, stood up at the JCCV, which is, you know, more acronyms, the Jewish Community Council of Victoria. It's the mainstream Jewish roof body um, that's, that holds under it, I think, about 120 Jewish organisations. Wow, and, yep. Um, we're, we're a member of the JCCV and I... Um, proposed a, a request or I guess a, a, a call to the membership um, to formally apologise to the, the community members who identify as LBGTIQ 
um, for the past discrimination and hurt that we've had historically. And um, we work together with the JCCV and with other members of the organisations to formally pass unanimously the, the, a call for an acknowledgement of the hurt and an apology to the members. And that was a huge kind of, you know, internal working together. But not all bad. There's a lot of really good things. This is about chipping away. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, a, actually, I think that was I, a huge thing. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that actually, and um, and mm. eventually you did actually, you know, win. That that was um, something that was successful. Yes, yes, and, and there's a, I guess there's a misconception about what the JCCV is, um, in that it's a, obviously they're an independent committee or roof body, but um, when things are passed at just JCCV plenums, which are monthly gatherings of delegates of all the organisations, um, the votes are votes of the membership. And so this was membership voted on to acknowledge and to apologise. And that was really, really important because that means the whole community is recognising this. And that's a huge step towards healing and a healthy community. So, um, and then we do a lot of work with other non-Jewish organisations and, um, yeah, we're busy. You, you sure are, yes. And, <laughs> and um, you know, re relating, relating that victory back to refugees, I mean, now that you, now that there is that sort of formal acknowledgement. Sorry, I can't hear you again. Oh, sorry, is, the, is that better? Can you hear me yes. now? Okay. Yes. Um, so relating that victory back to refugees, there is again that um, now that there's been that, that formal apology and formal acknowledgement about um, the, the hurt and suffering of the LGBTIQ community, obviously that's, that's a big issue for refugee communities as well and people who are, are trapped in places, um, you know, whether, whether it be onshore detention or offshore detention where they, they can't actually express their, 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 you know, chosen gender or sexuality. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, so, yeah, we, look, we've done a lot of work um, both internally in the community and externally in, in calling the government to, I guess, whichever government's been in and it's been during my time was as a committee member of the AJDS, it's been both Labor and Liberal, um, calling on them to implement much kinder, more compassionate policies for people seeking asylum, particularly our community. Um, we're, we're mostly descendants of Holocaust. There's, I think, 80% of the community in, in Melbourne wow. is descendants of the, the Holocaust. Um, I myself am the granddaughter of survivors and so it's it's real for us and it's um it's in our lived experience so uh, we have as i said we did the the passover meal um two years ago we had two actions again outside border force or inside border force um one was a uh, reading from a text mm -hmm. uh, written by hannah arendt and it was um was basically ta talking to the people upstairs. So at Border Force, uh, at Docklands, the top few floors are housed by the administrators of offshore processing. And so it was 
speaking to them about, I guess, the um, the evil, you know, the evil doings that they do, and uh, all of H Hannah Arendt's messaging when she was sitting at the Eichmann trial was very powerful. We sat there for a couple of hours reading from it, and then a couple of weeks later we did another um, action where we brought 1,000 pairs of shoes to represent all the people seeking asylum on Manus Nauru and Christmas Island and just made a, a path around the entire um, walkway of the Border Force building. Again, with a very Jewish oriented message but it's a universal message yeah yeah i've heard i've heard a few um activists in the um in the jewish community say you know never again means never again for everyone so exactly. uh, yeah 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 well look we yes yes it is really isn't it, it shouldn't be so mm -hmm. difficult and and yet here we are um so look just uh just before we go i'd um like to to ask if you've got anything else you'd you'd like to add before we before we finish our program this morning um i guess uh i guess it's it takes it takes everyone you know it takes the village so each of us does our little actions and even though uh, Passover Seder, for instance, was 15 people. I feel a sense that the accumulation of actions coming in from so many different directions are really building together a, a really strong movement, grassroots movement, and I feel really empowered and hopeful about it, particularly, you know, going to last Friday or a couple of days ago, I was at um, Friday night at Josh Frydenberg's, outside Josh Frydenberg's um, office and we were I was there with the children marching the climate action calls it, it makes me feel really hopeful and it makes me feel really positive even though it's dark times so I guess that's my parting message well look thank you so very much for for joining us today on the show uh, no this, this has been Amanda interviewing Sivan uh, to take us out we have Moz and Ruth Mundy with the birds how I am, or how I came to be, or how you appeared on this planet here with me. Simple talk 
music reached my ears How your sadness brings my tears Why your music reached my ears How your sadness brings my tears Why your music reached my ears How your sadness brings my tears Shower at the midnight hour. Secret train, will it come again? These birds sing yes, and I do confess that is my hope. These birds cope. What can I? I look for news that seeks the blues to give me hope, a rescue rope, some safety sand to bring an end of canopy, the time to flee and fly. Give me the day, birds ask and pray. When humans change, rearrange the heart and mind to be mankind and not man for all or my fool birds cry and I reply to birds so free, not needing proof of who I am. No name, no address, but liberty. Without them, I said, yeah, I am free. Birds cry.